Hi, this is Brian the Shadow with Backstage Pass at Station514.com. I am a graduate of Cliff's Podcasting A to Z course. Backstage Pass started in that class in March of this year. Backstage Pass is all about getting behind the scenes and interviewing hip-hop artists, finding out who they are, what they do, and why they do what they do. And it has since been syndicated as an international radio show exploding with listeners, all thanks to your host, Cliff Ravenscraft, the podcast answer man. I'm telling you, if it weren't for Cliff, I wouldn't be where I'm at today. Thanks, Cliff. Let's rock. They know I go hard and nobody's telling me different. I'm getting in how I'm living. And if you don't see the vision, go home. Cause I'm riding like four tires down the old wires until I retire. I'm a go home. All righty. Podcast answer man. Episode number 324. Well, hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Podcast Answer Man. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft and this, my friends, is the show about podcasting. Helping you take your podcast, your show, your business, everything you do in life to the next level. It doesn't matter if you're a brand new podcaster, you've been podcasting for many years, or you haven't quite yet recorded that first show. There's something we can all do to take what we're doing to the next level. That's right, my friends. Uh, thank you so much, Brian Kane, for that very interesting and upbeat intro for today's episode of Podcast Answer Man. I'm very much excited about what uh, Brian has accomplished with his Backstage Pass podcast and now online internet radio show that's heard around the world by so many people. Anyway, hey folks, today is going to be a wonderful episode. I'm going to have my main topic of the episode about monetization of podcasts. That's right, my friends. Uh, In fact, I think I'm going to have a very long title for this episode, How Long Before My Podcast Will Start Generating Income, or... I want my podcast to be my occupation. I'm going to give you my thoughts on that topic based upon all of my experience of helping people launch podcasts, monetizing podcasts, having my own podcast that I have monetized, and how I've turned my love of podcasting into a full-time career. And you may be shocked or surprised about my feelings when it comes to as far as what my initial response is to people who ask you know, hey, how long before I can start generating income and live off of this thing as an occupation? So we'll get to that. Also, I want to share with you a new promo that uh, I had created for New Media Expo uh, through my great relationship and friends over at Music Radio Creative. Uh, Something that you can actually use in your podcast to encourage your community, your audience, your tribe, if you will, to head out to New Media Expo and come and meet you live and in person, face-to-face. It's going to be an awesome time, and I'll I'll play that promo for you. And also, um, I'm going to answer a couple questions off the voicemail feedback hotline, such as what happens when you replace a file on Libsyn, how to track stats if you have more than one show in Libsyn, and also my suggestion for recording Skype conversations If those topics sound interesting to you, well, let's just jump right into it, shall we? I'm going to read to you three questions that have come in just recently. Uh, Here's one. Question, does a well-done 
interesting daily financial podcast have the potential to generate perhaps $3,000 per month of income within 12 to 24 months if I hammer it out and I work my butt off on it? All right, so this is a question. Can a daily financial podcast have the potential to generate $3,000 a month of income within the next 12 to 24 months? Is that possible? All right, I'm going to talk about that. Here's another question. May I ask, what is the payback period uh, for the investment in your podcasting A to Z course? On average, how long does it take for one of your podcasting A to Z students to to earn their investment back? So so the the idea here is if I take your podcasting A to Z course which is you know $2000 or even if it's you know if I get in on the early bird discount at uh $500 off when how long will it before I generate enough income to pay back that $1500 that's the question that's being asked here and then here's a third question a third question I've lost my current job in the last month. So naturally, I want to find a way to make my make the podcast and my YouTube channel more lucrative and to make it my occupation. All right? I get this question over and over and over and over again. And and those are just three of the ways the question is asked. And gosh, I I'd say in the last five to seven years, I've probably had that question at least 100 to 200 times, if not even more than that. And that, my friends, is not an exaggeration. It It's one of the things that people want to hire me most for one-on-one, and I don't typically... Uh, you know, take on that kind of uh, consulting client right out of the gate because it's not necessarily my approach to podcasting. Um, here's here's the deal. First and foremost, is it possible for a podcast to become an occupation? Like, I mean, I'm talking directly the podcasting itself. The answer to that question is yes, absolutely, it is possible. Uh, I'll give you some examples of people who have done this. One, the most, uh, I'd say probably one that's most well known for me is Leo Laporte. And in fact, if you have never done so, I encourage you to go to podcastanswerman.com slash Leo interview. So just type that into your web browser, podcastanswerman.com slash Leo interview, all one word. And you'll hear the interview that I, or you'll actually see the video interview that I did with Leo Laporte from his studio. And Leo has turned his podcasting into his career. He's actually created an entire network of shows where he and an entire staff of other producers and uh, uh, podcast hosts create content and the where the content, the actual podcasts themselves are the products. The podcasts themselves are the products, and he's been able to turn that into a very successful occupation for himself and such that an entire business has popped. He's built an entire business around it, and uh, really their only product uh, that, as far as I know, their only product is the podcast themselves, and, and he's been able to do that. Uh, John Lee Dumas is somebody who actually originally came to me with this with a sim- similar question. And I had and and when John came to me, and John will tell you this, when John came to me, I had the same initial reaction. It's like, oh, a little pullback. Uh, 
But then John told me what his plans were and how and why he was willing to do it and and the way he was willing to do it. And he actually went through my podcasting A to Z course. And and well, guess what? John has created uh, the ability to have his one podcast, Entrepreneur on Fire, over at entrepreneuronfire.com. His podcast is is a product and it is generating a six-figure income. So so he's been able to do that. And I will tell you, he's also adding some other uh, services and products outside of that now to kind of uh, add additional income streams. But directly from his podcast and advertising, he has been able to successfully um, uh, basically crush it and, and create that into an occupation, that, that one podcast into an occupation. Now, those are two individuals. Now, are there other people who have done this? Yes. Callie Lewis was probably one of the first people that I knew that did this. Uh, she used to have a, a show called geekbeat.tv. She now has a show called geekbrief.tv. Uh, I love Callie Lewis and what she does, and and she has a passion for technology, and she gets behind the camera all the time. And, and her product, her main product, is her reviews of technology and her coverage of technology behind a camera, and she had turned that into an occupation, was one of the first that I know of that actually did this. So is it possible to make your podcast your occupation? The answer to the question is yes. It's not necessarily going to be uh, something that just everybody does. I mean, it, it, it's not, and it's certainly not something that I promote as far as I have a formula for how you do it. In fact, Leo Laporte, I doubt he would have ever been able to do it without his 20 years of radio broadcasting history and then the many years that he spent as a television talk, uh, TV show host on uh, several shows on tech TV uh, that was extremely popular among geeks and, and stuff around the world. And, and so he had a platform that helped elevate him well beyond what any of us would have starting out. So... Uh, there, there's a lot that goes into what makes Leo Leo and, and what makes his shows so successful and why they worked. I mean, it's years and years of connections in the technology technology industry. It's his, his vast knowledge. There's so, so much more that goes into to Leo. But can it be possible? Yes. But, uh, you know, th- there's so much more to investigate there. Now, John Dumas. Now, John is actually coming to New Media Expo. And he is actually going to be giving a session uh, hosting a session at on the podcasting track for New Media Expo. And that session is going to be titled From No Online Presence to Six-Figure Income, A Podcasting Success Story. Now, the thing is, though, is during that session, John's going to come on and he's going to tell you what it took for him to get there. And there's some other things that you would need to know about John and his success and how you know he was not laden with debt. There was not pressure uh, for him to to produce income. And he had quite a financial and uh, a nest egg, if you will, to invest heavily into what he wanted to do. And the and then when you hear the amount of hours that he works every single day and and what it took for him to network and and to make things happen, yes, it's it it's possible to do even what John did, um, not necessarily by simply following a formula, but man, the let me I, what I want to say is for everybody who has done this, it's not 
an easy process. And it's not something that you can sign up for a four-week course and, and I'm going to give you a formula for how to turn a, a, a podcast into your product that is your occupation. Uh, if anybody thinks that that's what podcasting A to Z is, it's not. What podcasting A to Z is, it's a four-week online training course where I'm going to teach you how to create a very awesome-sounding podcast and to actually work out all the technical sides of things and help you with the mindset and be there for you during a four-week process where if you have any questions, both related to technology or the business of podcasting or anything else related to this online world of getting your brand or your message out to the world, I'm there for you for an entire four weeks in a very direct way. That's what podcasting A to Z is. And sure, I talk to people and answer questions about how to monetize podcasts, uh, but a majority of what my advice will be to you and to anyone else is that the podcast is not necessarily always best viewed as a product where that is what generates income. But instead, I believe that the best way for any of us to have an occupation, for any of us to generate income, for any of us to make a living is by providing products and services, and not just one product, but multiple products and services that meet the needs and provide great value to a list of specified and and targeted customers or potential customers. That's how we make, that's what a business is. That's what, um, that's how we generate income. That's how we generate wealth is by providing value. In fact, I love the book, Thou Shall Prosper by Rabbi Daniel Lappin, who says that money is nothing more than certificates of appreciation. And I've, ever since I've actually seen money and, and, and viewed it in that way, I do notice that that's when, when people pay me, they are, they are providing me several certificates of appreciation for the value that I've extended to them through the products and services that I've made available to help them move forward and, and provide value in their journey, in their efforts to do something. And so, yeah, a podcast can be a product. It can be something that you sell. I've had experience where I actually sold content, where I would give you, there are several shows that I had where I'd give you one episode a month for free, but if you wanted every episode of that and every other podcast that I created, uh, then you could pay $10 a month, and I had hundreds of people who signed up for that. Um, I since gave all the content away for free and found that I make a whole lot more money in other ways. Yes, I've you know sold the value of attention that I gain from my audience who knows, likes, and trusts me, and I've sold that attention to advertisers. And and yeah, I've I've had some really great advertising partners, and and that's worked out. But the amount of money I make from other products and services is far greater. Uh, one thing I will tell you: uh, in the past five years, Podcast Answer Man has had more than three advertisers who would pay more than $1,000 per episode just to have me mention their product every week for six months on Podcast Answer Man. And I've turned down all of those advertisers. And the reason why is because I make a great deal more money than that from each episode of Podcast Answer Man, not directly, but indirectly because of how it helps me to to, uh, build rapport with my community. It helps me to get to the place where you 
you can come to know, like, and trust me. You can come to know me on a more intimate level. You can get to know what makes me tick. You can get a feel for the type of person I am, the amount of integrity that I I live up to or try to live up to, and um, you, you get to know so much about me, and, and it really helps educate you on whether or not you feel comfortable with wanting to exchange uh, money for services that I offer or products that I offer. And, and so there's so much more value in that than, than, than anything else. Now, do I still have some other shows? I have other shows that have sponsors. They're not necessarily just advertisers, but there's people I have a relationship with where, to be honest with you, the, the sponsorships that I've done on other podcasts, it's been more than about the money to me. Uh, it's it's about the relationship. It's about the product or the service or or the company or the brand that I believe in. You know, one of those is TV Talk with my great friend Stuart Crane. You heard me interview him here a few weeks ago, and he sponsors two podcasts of the uh, of my network of shows: the Veronica Mars podcast at veronicamars.com, and also uh, Family from the Heart at familyfromtheheart.com. And and I see that as so much more than. A, you know, an advertiser. I see it as, you know, this, I, I, I'm getting the value of the, you know, the fee per episode that I, that I have agreed to. But uh, I get, I get to know that I'm also uh, a part of helping a company grow that is employing many members of my community. And I'm not kidding you. As a matter of fact, I'm, I'm going to pull this out here. Uh, let me just read some names to you. Daniel J. Lewis, Jenny Lewis, uh, Jason Kabasi, Derek Olson, Doc Rotten, Stephanie Week, Jeff Brown, um, Daryl Darnell, D- Doug Payton, uh, Brian Kane, who opened up the show today, Addie, uh, I can never remember, Saucedo. Anyway, um, Carrie Olson, I already said, Tim, Ar- Tim and Carrie, no, Tim Arthur. Uh, so many people from just this is within my own community. These are people who found out about t- TV talk from me. And now these individuals are being paid on a weekly basis to create content for this business. And so there's so much more that goes into why I would actually take on a sponsor than just revenue. So so I guess what I'm saying here is how long before your podcast will start generating income? Well, my suggestion is why not take the pressure off of the podcast to generate income? And and as far as making a podcast your occupation, is it possible? I'm going to tell you, yes, it's possible. How long will it take you? I have no idea. Uh, it took me 24 months of doing podcasting as a hobby before I made uh, my love of podcasting and turned it into a full-time career. Now, do I make uh, my money directly from Podcast Answer Man or directly from uh, Veronica Mars or Family from the Heart or any of the other shows that I produce? I make some income directly from some of those other shows, but when it comes to where, you know, I mean, here's the deal. Um, you know, I've, I've been experiencing a six-figure plus, you know, a, a, a sizable six-figure income from pod, my podcasting efforts, if you will. Uh, for the last several years now, but very little of that actually comes directly from the podcast. So I don't see my podcast as the product. I see my podcast as a means of building relationship and rapport with other people who share my passion. I actually see my. I in. I mean, if you really want to hear what, um, if you really want to hear 
what I, I think about my podcasting. I actually see my podcast episodes as a ministry. You know, you don't, I mean, you don't hear me ever uh, really go into detail about my faith in this podcast, but um, I actually gave up official, you know, ministry within a church uh, as a pastor of small groups in a, in a very large church. I gave all of that up years ago so that I could focus more time, effort, and energy on podcasting. And as before podcasting was generating any income, I was, uh, I, I was I was creating content because I wanted to serve people. I wanted to help people. I see podcasting more as a means of me to provide encouragement, education, entertainment, inspiration. You know, I, that's that's what my life is about. That's what I'm devoted to. It's what I love about podcasting is the ability to entertain, encourage, educate, and inspire others. Those are the four things I want to do with a podcast. And what I find is that a podcast is an opportunity for me to make a positive difference in the lives of others, to provide value to people, to help people, and to serve people. And it is a way for people to get to know about me. And Podcast Answer Man is the only podcast that I have that I really think about in a strategic business way. Um, You know, all of my other shows, Family from the Heart, I do it for fun and for the love of the community and for the love of that content and hanging out with my wife behind a microphone every week. Um, And I can prove that because, well, we had a sponsor for that show for four and a half years and then we went, I don't know, probably a year without a sponsor and then we brought another sponsor on. But but there, when the sponsorship stopped, the episodes didn't. We continued to remain consistent with that show. Uh, and and same thing with several other shows that I produce. Whether I, you know, we, sometimes we're going to create the content just because we have a passion for it, and that's that's what I think has brought me the greatest amount of success. Is that my focus has never been on how can I generate income, but how can I not, how can I not get behind a microphone and share this passion I have for this topic with the world? Now. Uh, that is that includes podcast answer man, but I will tell you that there is a lot of thought about the financial implications of how can I monetize, um, you know, the things with podcast answer man. I, you know, I I'm not afraid of making money. I love to make money. I don't. I, I don't. It's and matter of fact, I I actually am looking to actually make more money. I want to generate more income. I'd like to even, you know. I'd like to get to the place where, you know, my business is providing, you know, more than half a million dollars a year and and maybe even more than that one day down the road. Um, but I don't expect one podcast to do it. I don't expect my network of podcasts to do it. I expect to come up with products or services that provide extreme value, uh, either, you know, you know, more expensive products that give extreme value to a small number of people or maybe... Uh, a, a product or service that's of low cost but gives a tremendous amount of value to a ton of people or a combination of those things plus a lot of other things. I'd, I haven't got it all figured out, but when it comes to how am I going, if I was in a position where I just lost my current job, I would not immediately start saying, okay, well, now I got to find a way to get my podcast to become more lucrative. Instead, if I lost my current job, what I would do is I'd go out and get a new job or I would go out and create a new business. I I would go to the, 
if and, and if by golly, if I really believed that whatever it is my podcast is about, let's just say my podcast was about podcasting, or let's say my podcast was about you know financial advising, or my podcast was about some other kind of area where I could eventually see my target audience listening to my show and then one day hiring me or buying my products or services. If I really believed that that was possible, rather than putting immediate pressure on trying to squeeze income or money out of that show, what I would do is I would go pick up a a, a five-gallon bucket, a squeegee, squirt bottles and some rags over at the low store, and I would start washing windows a couple hours a day every day of the week uh, and make some income, probably more money than you made in the job that you just lost. And and then, you know, spend some time creating content that's of great value um, and slowly finding other products and services that you can offer to your community, but give your podcast away for free. Don't automatically look for ways to get advertisers, to get sponsors, to 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 charge for your content. That's the one thing. And by the way, this is one thing I, I don't allow people to hire me for. Uh, and, and I've had a number of people say, Cliff, you know, I, I've heard about your history of when you one time, you know, charged for content. And I'll be honest with you, I will not hire, you cannot hire me for me to teach you how to charge people for your podcast episodes. Uh, I, it's just, that goes against my vision, my mission, my passion for for what it is. And and I, I'm, I'm not ashamed of doing that in the past. I think it's a part of my story. But man, I, I learned so much from that experience and I can only imagine, I, what I can tell you is that my decision to go that route has radically hindered my ability to be known by more people. And, and I, I said that in the wrong way. But what I mean by that is I, I believe that the number of people who know about me today, it'd probably be 10, 20, 30, or even 50 times greater the number of people. And by the way, there's tens of thousands of people who know exactly who I am and, and about my story, uh, which is pretty exciting. But it'd be in the hundreds of thousands, if not the, you know, all, you know, it'd, it'd be a lot of people who would know what I was doing. If I would have, from the very beginning, gave everything away and and found other ways to provide valuable products and services, um, it, it, I, I would be... Yeah, it, you get the idea now. So I'll just continue to move forward in the conversation here. So here's the deal. Products and services. What can you do? What can you offer? And by the way, I have no problem with you putting out a weekly podcast episode, but then recording outside of that um, an audio program, which, by the way, could be considered the same as a recording an audio podcast episode. But actually creating an audio program that gives valuable information that's maybe an hour long or two hours long or even 30 minutes long. It doesn't matter. And then immediately saying, you know what, this is an audio program that I have available that you can purchase on my site for, you know, for $9.99 or $15 or $50 or even $500. That doesn't bother me. And and by the way, there are many ways that you can actually do that um, and create those products or services. I, I do that. I create Video tutorials is is my desire. I, I I like creating video tutorials and and then putting them in uh, a way that people can purchase them for anywhere between thirty nine dollars to one hundred and fifty dollars, and and you can go purchase those videos, and and that's content. But the thing is, is my podcast is not what I'm selling. 
my other products, my other services. So it'd be, for me, it's equipment sales. For me, it's um, one-on-one consulting, although I don't do a lot of that these days. I do group coaching through my podcasting A to Z course, or it's my podcast mastermind organization. These are the products and services that I most focus on. My speaking, I actually am starting to get a ton of very lucrative speaking gigs, and I get paid well to go and speak at these events. And you know, the, and every speaking gig that I've ever had would have never come along had I not had a free weekly podcast known as Podcast Answer Man. Every single speaking gig that I've had and that I will be speaking at in the future came as a result of this podcast. So, um, and there are other products and services. What other products and services do I have? Uh, so I have webinars, I have digital products, speaking gigs. Let me look over here. Um, oh, oh, affiliate commissions and oh, and referral commissions. I told you that I don't do a lot of uh, uh, one-on-one consulting these days. So, so I actually create an entire network of uh, podcasters, uh, podcast consultants who I know, like, and trust, and I know what their strengths and weaknesses are. And I take you know all those quick questions and stuff like that. People who want to hire me one-on-one who are not interested in taking my podcasting A to Z course, and I connect them with one of the uh, consultants in my network, and I get a 35% commission on that. And that's, that's you know, I get nice checks in the mail every month from my uh, my consultants. So that's that's another source of income. So what is it, and, and, and are they happy to send me that? Oh, and not to mention, um, you know, also with uh, Music Radio Creative. I'm gonna talk about them a little bit more in just a few moments, but... You know, every time you sign up for a Podcast Answer Man audio branding package, they send me a commission check. Uh, every time you sign up for Bluehost, uh, any any of you signs up for Bluehost, I get a very nice commission. All of these affiliates and commissions and things like that, those are ways to generate income. And most all of that stuff would never happen if it weren't for my podcast that I produce, but it's not necessarily the per- podcast itself that's directly generating the income. It's the relationships that I'm building and products and services that either I offer or that I have an affiliate relationship with where I recommend these products or services that I know, like, and trust and believe are of great value that I promote to my community that know, like, and trust me and trust that when I promote a product or service that it's worth investing in. And my community reacts to that because they say, yeah, that is exactly what I'm looking for and I'm going to go with what Cliff said. And, and yeah, that's what a podcast can do for you. But um, so whenever you ask me the question, how long before my podcast will start generating income? Or if you tell me, you know, I want my podcast to become my occupation. Well, I want to say that in my experience, it is possible for you to have a podcast and have your podcast be your business. But I don't think it's the great, I don't think it's the greatest model. Um I think that really what you should pursue in most cases, and there are exceptions. Leo Laporte's an exception. Callie Lewis is an exception. John Lee Dumas is an exception. And you may be an exception. That Understand that. I'm not saying that this isn't for you. Uh, you may be an exception and you could create a podcast and your podcast could be your occupation. Do I have a formula to give you to actually teach you how to do it? I do not. Um, but what I will say 
is for most people, what I believe is that you can become an entrepreneur. You can come up with a business idea, a business concept, a, a, a product or service that is surrounded around this idea of the gifts and talents and the work that you love. I believe that you can find things that you can offer of great value that people would pay you to do. One of my favorite quotes is, find something that you love to do so much that you'd be willing to do it all day long for free and then become so excellent at doing that one thing that people will begin to uh, desire to, to beg you, to pay you to do it. That's, that's it. Find something you love to do so much that you'd be willing to do it all day long for free and then become such an expert at doing that one thing that people would be willing to pay you to do it. And that takes time, it takes effort, it takes energy. And sometimes I've seen that happen for people in six months. Sometimes I've seen it take 18 months. Sometimes I've seen it take, you know, five years. So um, I don't know when it will happen for you or if it will happen for you, but I do know that the the people that I see that have the most success, um, especially when I look at the top podcasts out there, the ones where people whose podcast is very much tied to, you know, how they market their brand. Um, A majority of them are people who have products and services. They actually have a business and their podcast is really, and I I don't even like to call it a marketing tool because I think it's so much more than a marketing tool, Uh, but, but it is actually a marketing outreach. It is one avenue. And it's not, by the way, your podcast shouldn't be the only avenue for you to market your products and services. So, uh, and, and that certainly is not the case here. Uh, there are many other ways that I actually promote my products, my services of podcasting A to Z, my podcast mastermind, my tutorials. There are many other ways that I promote those um, through blogging, through YouTube channel, through affiliate relationships, through podcast interviews on other people's shows, uh, through speaking opportunities. Uh, There are a number of ways that I promote who I am, what my brand is, what my business is, and I will tell you, without a doubt, my business is not this podcast. This podcast seems to be the number one most effective way for me to communicate who I am and what I have to offer to the world, And, and I absolutely love this podcast, but this podcast is not my occupation. This podcast is not directly generating income. It is, however, leading people to come to the place where they know, like, and trust me. They know who I am. They know what I'm known for. And they know how I can help them as a result of this show. And because of that, they're drawn to go and purchase my products and services or the products and services of other people whom I mention, and they'll especially go out of their way many times to purchase specifically through my affiliate links because they know that it will benefit me. And I think this is absolutely awesome. And so, yeah. And from this point forward, I would imagine uh, there are some of you who are listening to this, I actually know there's an entire chat room of folks who are listening to this live right now. Uh, and I will tell you that uh, there are some of you who are going to be listening to this within the first couple days and first few weeks of September 2013 when this is released. 
But there are going to be some of you who are listening to my voice right now in the future, and it's maybe a year or two or three years down the road, and you're listening to this because you asked me in an email or somewhere else, you asked me the question, Cliff, how long before I can start generating income? Or how, how can I turn this into my full-time occupation? Or I just lost my job and I need to make some income. How, how can I create a podcast that's going to that's gonna provide me uh, uh, the enough money to, to support my family? And I am going to send you all back here. And that's why you're listening to episode 324 of Podcast Answer Man right now. So there you go. Those are my thoughts. Those are my feelings. And, and I feel very strongly about them. And I hope that you'll take those words to heart. Uh, I, I really do believe that when you put so much pressure on a podcast to generate income, you really do muddle, muddy up all the opportunities that exist for you well beyond what money could offer you directly from your podcast. So there you go. All right, uh, let's move on. Actually, I'm going to go ahead and just play for you a little promo here, and then I'll talk about that promo. New Media Expo is coming back to Las Vegas. January 4th, 5th, and 6th at the Rio Convention Center. This event could be the greatest investment you make in your online efforts. Don't miss this opportunity to network with the largest gathering of podcasters, bloggers, video, web, TV producers, and social media experts from around the world. Thousands of content creators from more than 50 countries will be attending. Connect with like-minded people and learn from the industry experts. Visit nmxlive.com for more details now. There you go. That is a new promo that I had created by my good friends Mike and Isabella Russell over at musicradiocreative.com and uh, yeah, and so basically what I want to let you know, for those of you who are coming to New Media Expo and you would love to get your audience to also come out to New Media Expo, to meet you live, to hang out and network with you, and meet face-to-face. Uh, maybe you're going to throw your own little party or meet up with some folks there, and you want to have as many of your uh, community, your fans, your followers, your friends, whatever you call them. I, I, I consider people to be like family, and, and I call them my community. But if you want to get people to come out to New Media Expo and you want to help us spread the word about this conference, and yes, thousands of people from around the world, more than 50 com- countries, will be coming to Las Vegas for New Media Expo 2014. And if you want to play this podcast in your show, all you need to do is download the promo at podcastanswerman.com slash promo. Again, that's podcastanswerman.com slash NMX promo. You can download that, use it in your podcast. And in fact, if you do, please send me an email, cliff at podcastanswerman.com and tell me what, or give me a link to the episode and tell me exactly how many minutes and seconds it is that it's, the promo starts. And I would love to uh, love to say thank you to you on the podcast report, which is the podcast that I do for New Media Expo. But uh, absolutely, thank you for considering that. And of course, thank you to Mike and Isabella Russell. And uh, I haven't played their commercial in a while, and I'm going to go ahead and uh, play this one right here for you. Take the sound of your podcast to the next level. Podcast Answer Man presents an exclusive audio branding package for podcasters. Where voiceovers, audio producers, singers, and musicians bring together their knowledge and talent to you. 
Get a one-hour web meeting with an audio branding specialist to discuss your podcast's exact audio needs. A professional intro and outro for your podcast. Plus, three jingles that you can use to transition between segments. Introduce interviews, features, and more. And more. The Podcast Answer Man audio branding package from just $449. Exclusively at podcastanswerman.com slash audio. Slash audio. I love that guy's voice. It's so awesome. <laughs> anyway, uh, yes, Mike and Isabella Russell. Not only that, but the, they actually just joined the podcast mastermind, which is pretty exciting stuff. And uh, they're creating a, a ton of stuff for me. Uh, I've got them working on a promo uh, for podcasting A to Z. I got them working on a promo for the podcast mastermind. And uh, they just do amazing work. And not only do they create podcast intros and stuff like that, but they also have the ability to create um, like regular music and and all kinds of other uh, jingles and and stuff like that for you as well. In fact, um, they created, I had them create a, uh, a theme song that actually is very much like the Veronica Mars official theme song, We Used to Be Friends. And... Uh, for those of you who know the Veronica Mars TV show, you know that this music sounds very familiar here. So they even have musicians that can actually take music and uh, they can create uh, jingles for you and, and music for your show that uh, that will suit your specific needs. Anyway, podcastanswerman.com slash audio. Thank you, Mike and Isabella. All right, let's move over to the voicemail feedback hotline, and I do have a couple questions that I want to cover here, and we're going to start things off with Steve. Steve, take it away. Hey, Cliff. This is Steve Vigas calling for the podcast answer, man. I haven't taken any of your paid courses, but I did use some of your uh, good, high-quality content when I was putting together my own show, Sports Car Junkies Business Podcast. Anyway, uh, I do use your affiliate links whenever I can, and I recommend your listeners who aren't ready for a full training course do the same. So here's my question. I have a couple of episodes that have annoying audio errors right at the very end. And I know how to edit the files and I can upload them to to Libsyn. Uh, I just overwrite the existing files with new files that have the same names. I did this once before. My concern is if I do it now that I'm in iTunes, it may cause some problems like, I don't know, creating additional episodes in the directory or maybe mixing up the order that they're presented in? Are my concerns justified? Or can I just replace the bad files with freshly edited copies that are a couple minutes shorter? Thanks for the answer. Keep up the awesome work. I hope to join you as a student sometime. Take care. All right, Steve, thank you so much for the question. And uh, I don't think you have anything to worry about at all. In fact, I know for a fact you don't have anything to worry about at all. In fact, let me just explain to you real quickly that iTunes, the directory, is doing nothing more than displaying what is currently in your RSS feed, or at least what was in your RSS feed the last time that they checked it, because they actually do cache your feed, which means they go and look at your feed, and then they they take, make, take and make a temporary copy that they keep on their server's to display so that they're not constantly checking hundreds of thousands of feeds over and over again. Uh, every few hours, they'll go and, and check your feed to see if anything's changed. If they do, they replace the the old version of what they had or the old cache and, and, have, and create a new cache or a new copy of your feed in the directory. So what happens is if you take a file and you, uh, on Libsyn, 
and you do the edits to remove those annoying sounds at the end of the episode, and you go into the actual episode and do the procedure to replace the original file, which, by the way, folks, you can do on Lipson. Uh, It's important that the file name is exactly the same, uh, but you can change the duration or the length of the show or fix any kind of errors and stuff like that. Just make sure the, the name of the file is exactly the name of the original file. And when you upload that as a replacement inside of Libsyn, it simply replaces that file. And your RSS feed, which basically points to that file, when people hit that link, it will take them to the new file. Now, um, when so, so basically, it base, you don't even have to change your RSS feed. You don't have to worry about iTunes. All you do is upload the new file into Libsyn. And what Lipson's going to do is instead of playing the old file, they're going to play the new file. Now, one point that I'd like to make about this idea of um, you have two. When you make a mistake like this, you really have one of two options. One is that you can do a replacement of the original file. Or number two, you can upload, you can delete the original post and entry out of your RSS feed and off your website. You could delete that altogether and then just create a brand new episode. Upload the file as a new file and upload uh, and create a brand new post on your site and in your, you know, which will create a new uh, file or post inside of your RSS feed. Um, that's option number two. So let me t- explain to you why you would want to consider those two to, two options. One, if you have a podcast, let's just say you have a podcast where for whatever reason you exported the file and your, your show is supposed to be 40 minutes long, but it only had the first three minutes because you accidentally did whatever and you didn't mix down the entire episode the way it should have been. So all of a sudden you're getting a bunch of emails from people that says, hey, I was listening to your show and it cut off after three minutes and you're like, oh, duh. I made that mistake. So option number one, you could just re-export the file and now you've got the entire 40-minute episode and you could replace that file. But here's the situation. Let's just say you have a 1,000 subscribers and 500 of them have already downloaded the three-minute episode. Well, if you have... Um, if you have the replacement of this episode, what will happen is the original 500 people who already downloaded the episode, they will not get the new version. They will not get the new 40-minute version. They will only have the three-minute episode they already downloaded. That's if they download it. Now, if they stream it, that could be a different story. Those people could potentially stream that episode later uh, when they click to play. So there's some nuances there. But let's just think about the downloading portion of it. Those people are not going to be notified that there's a new episode. Uh, It's just going to look like the same thing. And the new, you know, the other 500, the remaining subscribers who haven't yet downloaded or who, who haven't yet played the episode, they're going to get the new episode that you replaced it with after you've replaced the file. Now, I, it's very rare that I will um, need to replace a file, but there have been times when I've done it. And if it's if it's something that I don't really mind that the first couple hundred people have downloaded a file that has the blip or the error or something like that in it, uh, and all I really care about is that moving forward, people get the correct thing, that's when I will do a file replacement. However, if I want to make sure that anybody who got the wrong file or the messed up file if I want to make sure absolutely certain that they get the new file, 
here are the steps that I do. I will go and delete the the post off of my site. I will even refresh the cache on my RSS feed, and I might even go and and go into FeedBurner because I still use FeedBurner, and I want to click resync on the troubleshoot ties tab. Then it completely erases all all traces of that out of my RSS feed, um, and then I'll even go to Libsyn and I will just delete the original file. And what I'll do is just to make super certain that everything is on board, I will even change the name of the file slightly. I don't have to do this, but I might put hyphen B at the end of it. And then I will upload the new file and post it as a brand new episode, oftentimes with the same exact show notes and everything else, same title and everything, but it'll be a new post date and new everything else. And what happens is every subscriber of my show will be notified of the new episode. So even if, let's just say I have 10,000 subscribers and 4,000 of them already downloaded the original messed up file, well, what happens is if I do all that process and delete the episode, upload a new one, then all 10,000 subscribers are gonna get the new revised file. And yes, those 4,000 people are going to, it's gonna look to them like, wait a second, I already have an episode 324, and now there's a new episode 324. And uh, oftentimes what I will do in this subject line uh, or in the title of the episode, at the end of it, I might put revised, like in brackets uh, or updated or something like that so people know that there's no big problem. Anyway, those are my thoughts, and I hope that helps you out, Steve. Let's move on real quickly here to our next question, who, uh, which is actually going to be coming in from Christian, it looks like. So, uh, yeah, take it away, Christian. Hi, Cliff. This is Christian Endu from SuccessfulVaishnavas.com. I'm ready to start my second podcast now, and you'd mentioned that you can put uh, a second podcast on the same account in Libsyn, using it as a media hosting service. My question is, how do you keep a track of the statistics for each show when they're both hosted in the same account. Love the show, it's really great, and your tutorials are what helped me to get my first podcast up and running. Thanks a lot. Cheers. All right, Christian, thank you so much for the question. And uh, so, yeah, I I do oftentimes recommend that everybody use Libsyn as a media file hosting service and nothing more. Uh, Yes, they can do a website for you. Yes, they can do RSS feed and they can do iPhone applications and Android applications, all that stuff, and I'm not really all that impressed by any of those things. I love Lipson. I think they're great people, and if you want to use them for everything, have at it, but it's not what I recommend, and uh, I know that they don't, they don't necessarily like that. I don't recommend that. They would love for you to use all of their services and, and be your all-in-one solution, and, and I get that, but it's not what I recommend, and it's not what I do. And I typically try to get people to, you know, follow some of the procedures. It's not that I'm saying my way is the only way. It's just that, you know, oftentimes people like me to help them <laughs> at times. And, and it's easier when people are doing things the way that I do them because it allows me to, you know, kind of troubleshoot things on my end and see if it's working for me, if I'm having similar problems and stuff like that. So here's the deal. First thing I want to do is I recommend that you go back and listen to episode number 241 Uh, where I go into great detail about having more than one episode with a single Libsyn account. And that should be at podcastanswerman.com slash 241. Again, that's podcastanswerman.com slash 241. And uh, you will definitely find that. In fact, it starts at uh, 9 minutes and 30 seconds 
into that episode. Now, to answer your question, how do I keep track of all the stats of my different shows so that I can easily see the progression of, you know, what is the trend in subscriptions with various different shows? Now, I have, I actually have 31 different podcasts in two accounts with Libsyn. And the only reason I have two is because they max out at 1.5 gigs on the, you know, on the regular plan. And uh, at one point, I was putting out 15 to 20 podcast episodes a week uh, earlier on in my career. So um, that's why I have two accounts. But pretty much one of them now is devoted to Podcast Answer Man and everything else, all 30 other shows are in one Libsyn account. And how I keep track of the stats is by file name. So, for example, this show right here, the file name for this show is going to be something like pam241-occupation.mp3. It's going to be that simple. And let's just say Veronica Mars fan podcast episode number six, it's probably going to be vmars006-s1e6 which is going to be season one, episode six of Veronica Mars, .mp3. So it's going to be under V Mars. Family from the Heart, episode number 252 will be FFTH 252 hyphen, hyphen one or two words, .mp3. So you can see that every single file starts with an acronym that stands for the show, P-A-M-F-F-T-H-V-M-A-R-S, or... Um, it goes on and on. So, so let me just think of one other one. Um, how about the virtual assistant podcast, which was just VA001, VA002. And what I'll do is I'll just go into the stats system. And um, obviously, by default, Libsyn shows you your stats based upon uh, the most recent episode moving back. So it's in reverse chronological order. And I simply click on the column that says, you know, file name. And then what it does is it sorts the stats by file name. And because I do PAM241, PAM240, PAM239, it's very easy for the system to sort my shows not only by name, but also by episode number. So I do it by having my file names thought up ahead of time. So that's how I am able to do that, Christian. And I hope that helps you out. All right, then we have one more question that I will cover today, and uh, we'll wrap things up here, and uh, this comes from Corey. Hey, Cliff, this is Corby Taylor, host of the Wild Game Hunting Podcast, and I found your um, podcast just a few days ago, and we're really looking forward to uh, downloading more and more of them and listening to them, some great information, really just a goldmine of information. Um, I did have a question. I've uh, been podcasting for a couple of years now, and uh, up to the day, up to now, most of my um, interviews have been live and in studio. But I'm looking to do some recording of interviews over Skype, and I'm uh, investigating different uh, methods to record Skype interviews. And I see a lot of options out there, so I was going to see what you would recommend. Um, I see some that are free, some that are fifteen dollars, even up to fifty dollars, and I don't mind paying for something if it's going to be worth the money. But just wanted to get your recommendation. Looking for something that's going to be reliable. Uh, clear, and then obviously easy to use. So hopefully I can get some answers from you. I appreciate it. And thank you and have a good day. All righty, Corby, thank you so much. And I'm, I really apologize for calling you Corey. It's actually Corby. 
And Corby, uh, so yeah, I have some thoughts for you there. Um, if you are looking for software in it, that you know, judging by your call, that's what it sounds like you're looking for. Here are my recommendations. I only have one recommendation for each of the two platforms that are the most popular. So if you're on a Windows PC, I'm going to recommend that you look no further than the Pamela software. You can find this, and this is an affiliate link, by the way, gspn.tv slash Pamela. gspn.tv slash Pamela. Then if you are a Mac user, uh, then you are doing pretty well. Just saying, I'm a I'm a Mac snob. I know PC users, Pamela, it's it's gonna work fine for you. But if you're a Mac user, uh, you can use a software called Call Recorder by I think it's by Ecamm. But anyway, uh, the service is called or this software is called Call Recorder. You can get that at my affiliate link, gspn.tv/slash Call Recorder, all one word. Again, that's gspn.tv/slash Call Recorder. Now, um, both of those software uh, packages are designed to work in conjunction with Skype. And uh, from my understanding is when you actually make a Skype call, it'll, you know, if this software is installed, it'll automatically ask you, do you want to record this call? And it'll record it for you. I believe they'll both uh, record it in separate tracks if you want it to. My recommendation is that you go in and if it has the option, and I believe it does, to set a quality setting, set it as high as possible if you can uh, choose whether you do AIFF or, or I'm sorry wave or mp3 my suggestion is that you record it in wave get the highest quality recording possible and then you can start manipulating that in your post-production software now I personally don't use either of those packages I use a mix minus and all my Skype conversations are recorded into my digital audio recorder using a mix minus setup with my audio mixer and my microphones and and everything set up that way. In fact, I have an entire tutorial called The Podcaster's Guide. Podcaster's Guide to Recording Co-Hosts. Actually, it's actually called The Podcaster's Guide to Recording Guests, Co-Hosts, and Telephone Interviews. It's not available for sale on my site on my products page at podcastanswerman.com slash products. But if anybody wanted that, it's $100. And if you say, hey, Cliff, send me an invoice for the podcaster's guide to recording interviews, and uh, I will send you an invoice for it and then get you that tutorial. Um, Hopefully, and by the way, if you're listening to this, let's just say more than a month after this, you should be able to find it at podcastanswerman.com slash products. Thank you all. We'll talk to you soon. God bless. Some man.